Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from Fanball.com, here's the host for Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, an early March edition. I am Paul Charchi, and my co-host today, back after a a, a vacation, a holiday, <laughs> away from the show. Isn't that nice? A vacation of sorts. <laughs> uh, Matt Harrison, good to have you back. Thank At you. Explosive output on Twitter. Um, it's uh, it's you know it's it's nice to get away and not have to prep for the show and oh, you know, yeah. have some have some free time and all that. You know, well, that let's, part. let's dive back in because the combine just got yeah, finished. You I, were there. I was there at the combine yeah. and um, got a chance to really get a lot of steam on a lot of guys, which is great. Okay. While I was there, they weren't. I was there for the first half of it where they weren't running as many drills yet. Mm-hmm. But the important stuff isn't the drills. It's all the conversations and the side action and, you know, all the all the all the people you talk to and what you glean. That's the best. I part. heard there was a coaching staff that uh, had T-shirts made that said coaches spring break. <laughs> it feels that way. Because uh, I, I, I hear the Combine's mostly about drinking. It is a lot of drinking, <laughs> man. You're gonna, you, will, you will see a lot of that. <laughs> it's, it's great. The Combine is, uh, we've, we say it every year, the Combine's the best place to go for sort of your unfiltered access to everybody. It's just, <laughs> well, because they're all drunk. They're all drunk, right? That's, and they don't care. <laughs> the truth serum is That's on. Right. Exactly, exactly. Uh, the focus of this podcast <laughs> is the rookie running backs. And, Matt, I, I asked you to come up with the top six rookie running backs. Backs. Yeah. Next week, myself and Brian Johnson will do the next tier of running backs. You got you got the you got the the great guys. Well, yeah, I, I purposely took the easy, easy part. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about the guys I want to talk about. I don't blame you. It's a lot more <laughs> exciting to talk about Jonathan Taylor. For yeah, example. He's my number one. How about you? Uh, he's my number one guy with a by a fair margin. Now we're going to these top six. I asked you to do the top six. So this mm-hmm. is we're, we'll discuss them in your order. Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin to me is is by far the the number one. Tell us, tell listeners a little bit about Jonathan Taylor. Well, the impressive part was his four point three nine forty. I um, didn't, I did not expect that. No, holy um, cow! It was number one among running backs and uh, seventh overall at the combine. So uh, he's a pretty quick guy. And if you saw the tape of his uh, forty, where he was running head on, you'll notice that his head did not move 
the entire way. I did not. His, know, I his, it, but his, I his body that. moves it's, it's like crazy, but his head is laser focused the whole time. Uh, did pretty well at a couple other drills as well. 7.01 three cone, which was uh, number four mm-hmm. amongst running backs. That's good for the cuts. Uh, 4.24 20 yard shuttle. That was number six for running backs. So that's the highlights there. Um, the dude averaged 2,000 yards a season. <laughs> Wisconsin. Nuts, right? He averaged 77 broken tackles a year. He's the big, strong, fast back in this draft, and he should be a day one bell cow. I mean, the knocks are that he might not be a passing game stud. He dropped 16% of his catchable passes mm-hmm. at Wisconsin, so that's not good. And the other knock, I guess, is he had 926 carries in three years. Well, that's legitimate. Oh, you know, over 900 touches in yeah. three years is a lot. Um, so yeah, he also fumbled 18 times in three years. So yeah. well, it's funny. I saw I, the stat I read was was 15 times. But okay. either way, that's a lot of. Fumbles. I think he lost 15. But well, fum- that's probably fumbled it. 18. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, the Wisconsin offensive line was elite. They opened huge holes for him, and you saw it on tape. So he mostly was running downhill. His mm-hmm. highlight reel is mostly line opens up, he runs for 60 yards and a touchdown, <laughs> almost untouched half the time. Uh, he's getting really good comps, though. Nick Chubb, DeMarco mm-hmm. Murray, who, who you'll remember had some great years, Darren McFadden. I thought when I watched it, a little bit of shades of Adrian Peterson as he's big. Mm-hmm. He goes right up the middle and he's deceptively quick. I always thought that about Adrian Peterson, that that next level speed, you didn't quite expect it out of a, a bruising running back. Yeah, and and I size, think Jonathan right. Taylor is very similar to that. So mm-hmm. uh, he's probably my number one running back and, and maybe my number one pick in a rookie draft right I, now. I think there's no doubt he's the top pick in a in a rookie draft. I right? mean, is there's there, people there... who can make uh, make an argument for DeAndre Swift. And we'll but, talk about him yeah. in just a second. Uh, I think you hit on all the, the key things with Jonathan Taylor. It's just, for a guy as physical and, and well-built as he is, he should not be that fast and he should not have the lateral movement that he's got. Um, and that's that that part makes him really special. He's um, he's not a pile mover. And, and I, I but I, I just think he's, he's he just a, he never had to move a pile. Well, not often. <laughs> it's it, I think I think there is I think you, you raise a good point about the offensive line, which is mm-hmm. legit. But I, he also he also made a lot of his own yards. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not ready to say he's just a product of that line. So at all. the worry I have is. What if he ends up in a place with a terrible offensive line? Like, what if he's an early second round pick to one of those just mm-hmm. terribly bad teams up at the front of the draft? Sure. That's where I'm nervous. I would love to see him go at the tail end of the first round where he's going to an established playoff team that already has the ability to block for people and he can come in and be a day one starter there. Yeah, I, I think you're not giving him enough credit for yeah. uh, for being uh, for being a oh, productive I, back I, on his own. I, I, I ranked him in my uh, dynasty rankings. I have him as the seventh rated running back in the league right now. Okay. So I it, it, it without landing spot. So I, yeah. I think he's he's top 10 for sure right now. Um, potential bottom of the first round spots for him. Uh, if Tennessee doesn't go Ooh. with uh, Derrick Henry, that would they be could fun. go. They could go right to Jonathan Taylor. I, I, you know what? They probably should let Derrick Henry walk, have him spend, that, ha, save that money, it, right? And and then go ahead and get Jonathan Taylor. It would make it would first. make it would make some sense. How about Miami at twenty six? 
you know, we don't, it's not a great landing spot for him, but it's a plausible one. It's a very plausible one because they pick early in the second round too. Mm-hmm. And my, Miami's got the three first round picks, right? Obviously they're probably going to take a quarterback in this draft. Uh, at, at, yeah. At, they won a couple too many games. Yeah. Um, I think two is going to go number two overall. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so take, that was, a, that was some of the big buzz at the combine. They, there's, there's no competition for Taylor if he ends up in Miami though. That's that's the fantastic. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be the absolutely best, right? no competition. It, he, he, immediately, he, he'll be a bell cow wherever he goes. Yeah. I think. All right, let's go to your second ranked running back, DeAndre Swift. Tell tell listeners about him. Uh, Swift, much smaller, five eight two twelve, uh, four four eight forty. That was Which number good. six among running yeah, backs. That was good. pretty good. Yep. Uh, didn't do a lot of the other tests. He did the vert. He did the broad jump. He he finished average in those. Um, but Swift stole carries as a true freshman from the Sony Chubb backfield in yeah, Georgia. Says a lot. That says something. Uh, 7.6 yards per carry, 4.4 yards after contact. And the thing that you got to like about DeAndre Swift, especially if you're in a PPR league, and increasingly more people are, mm-hmm. 73 catches in college and only three drops in three years. That's great. None of them in 2019. Wow. So he should compete for three down work a lot. Um, he's not as big as some of the other backs in this class, but he's compact. He's muscular. He's probably the first running back taken in the draft. I would say in, you think the, so? in the actual draft. I think he'll probably he'll go, go, ahead go, go ahead of Taylor. I wouldn't. I, that could be for if if people feel like schematically he's a better fit yeah. for what they want to do. Sure. I think especially if there's a a team that say, has another running back that they like and is going to get touches. Mm -hmm. I think DeAndre Swift is a guy who probably, in his first year, will probably split carries a little bit more, maybe be the 60-40 back. Yeah. Um, On tape, he looks so much quicker than Jonathan Taylor, but that's mostly due to his cuts. His shiftiness is absolutely elite. It's unbelievable. Um, He looks like Dalvin Cook when he runs. Like that's my comp for him, mm-hmm. and I've seen a couple other people say Dalvin Cook. Also, Frank Gore and Pierre Thomas was was bandied about <laughs> for DeAndre Swift, but he looks like Dalvin Cook right now, and I, I think that that's a that's a pretty elite guy to get into your offense. Uh, Dalvin Cook is very is elusive, and he's got shiftiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swift is got some uh, is that a, I think a whole other level that way, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's the same kind of patient runner that Dalvin Cook is, but. Um, just the, the shattered ankles on that, that he leaves behind these defenders. It's, it's ridiculous. And Jock I think straps all over the field. Jock, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, I, I think there's plenty of, I, I think John, Deandre Swift has got enough size to be an every down back. And a lot of times with these elusive guys, these shifty guys, they're smaller backs mm-hmm. that don't maybe don't have, don't have the ability to be 20 carry guys. Yep. DeAndre Swift does. Yeah, I think he does. I do, too. Um, now, there are some knocks on him here. Pass protection is not great. Uh, he's not a pile mover. That's just not his. That's not his bit. If yep. you, you know, if you get your arms on him, if you can get your arms on DeAndre Swift, he's probably going to be tackled. It's tough to get your arms on. <laughs> that's the, that is the catch. And then he doesn't have the breakaway speed that Jonathan Taylor's got. I mean, Jonathan Taylor yeah. with his four, three, nine speed. If he gets into open, if he gets into open space, he's absolutely. Gone. You know, now it's, now you got a real problem. Um, I I think uh, I think you're I think you're right about where where he will end up going as well. I think I'll, is going to be end of the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. Yeah, somewhere in there, somewhere in that in that range would probably make some sense. Washington at the top of round two 
is a possibility with all the running back woes they've I mean, had. They got Darius Geis, who they say they still love, and they just let Adrian Whatever. Peterson come back for another year. They yeah. guaranteed his contract for one more year. Yeah, I, why not? For Ron Rivera, who really, for what he's worth, he kind of doesn't commit fully to one running back. He he played a lot of two running backs in Carolina in the past. He had Christian McCaffrey, obviously, and that kind of forced his hand recently. But, yeah. uh, man, Washington would be a weird spot. I, Lions. I, what about Detroit? Detroit? That's what but, I was going to mention. You know, they've, they haven't been able to get a healthy production out of Carrion Johnson. That might be a spot as well. And then back to Miami again. Miami could end up being another another team that's in play with yeah, the I think that's, fifth pick of the second round. Um, another interesting landing spot, I think the Chargers pick near the top of the second round as well in the t- top five, six, seven. Yeah. Um, but Austin Eckler's so good. Austin Eckler is good. But Austin Eckler has been a part of a shared backfield. Mm-hmm. And if that philosophy doesn't change and Melvin Gordon's going to be shipped out, yeah, it would not surprise me if DeAndre Swift is the next guy, just the next man up there. Um I think Justin Jackson's going to be. He's one of my favorite sleepers. I think he's going to be the other man. We'll find Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to your number three running back, Cam Akers from Florida State. Tell people about Cam. So Cam Akers, 5'10", 227. Uh, notably, Jonathan Taylor, 5'10", 226. Mm. So Cam Akers, another big back. Uh, he ran a 4.47. That's good. It's That's good. number five amongst yeah. running backs. Um, it, so... His tests at the Combine were just pretty good overall. That really helped his stock, I think. And by the way, that's how I see Cam Akers. Yeah. Pretty good overall. Yeah. To me, he's not on the plane of Taylor no. and Swift. I see a guy when I, when I watch Cam Akers who looks good at almost everything mm-hmm. and excellent at nothing. Um, that's kind of what I had um, with him as well. Um, he has all the tools to be a three down back, but he's just kind of average with the hands, average with the elusiveness, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit above average with the speed. Um, but frankly, he played behind a pretty bad offensive line at mm-hmm. Florida State. He still topped a thousand yards in two of his three seasons, had 5.0 yards per carry last year. Most of that was just him. He broke Dalvin's uh, freshman record for running back yards at Florida State. Yeah. Um, he was a high school quarterback as well. He can throw. Uh, I saw you, a couple of trick yeah. plays that he was involved in. That was pretty cool. When um, you see his, his physique, you don't ever think that guy was a quarterback. Yeah. He is powerfully built. Um, his comps are his comps aren't great. Duke Johnson, Terrence West, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson uh, was generous in my I, mind. I don't. I don't um, see it at all. But uh, I mean. I feel or the Duke Johnson. I don't see either of the Johnsons. And how would those two ever even be in the so, same comp? Let's let's say that Cam Akers ends up in a good situation. Let's say he's an end of the second round or maybe middle mm-hmm. of the third round kind of guy. Which, where he which ends sounds up, right, by the way. Ends up in a good spot. Maybe yeah. he ends up Atlanta. In Atlanta, where he could be a bell cow right mm-hmm. away. He could. Or or maybe maybe Kansas City is in the market mm-hmm. for a running back and they're not uh, fully enthusiastic about Damian Williams. If he ends up in the right spot. I think that he can be a really big fantasy contributor right away. That's why I have him at number three. I think he's got all the tools to be good. It just is. It's going to be very landing spot dependent with him. For Cam Akers, uh, strong, powerful back who welcomes contact. He might be the toughest, the straight up toughest back in this in in this rookie class. And um, and for those kind of guys, goal line work will never be a question. Yeah. That's one of the things that I like about Cam Akers is whatever team that he finishes on, um, 
he should be the goal line guy. Now he he did have some fumbling issues at school, and and it, you know, God forbid he fumbles at the stripe or something. But <laughs> um, I still think uh, I still think he's going to be a fantasy contributor because of the power that he will bring. You know, he'll probably end up on the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> let's hope not. Where you never want to be the first guy to fumble. Yep. Uh, at, at, with the Patriots, that is a that that'll that'll be a season ender if you're not careful. Absolutely. All right, your number four back is J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Let's talk about him. Um, yeah, Dobbins only did one test at the combine. That was the bench press. Right. He had the ankle injury. Um, he did 20, 23 on the bench, which was which number five amongst good. the running That's backs. That's a lot. Um, so he gets the comparisons to the strong backs like Eddie George mm-hmm. and Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. who both went to Ohio State. And, uh, and Jake, by the way, he outran them. Yeah, he, he beat Ohio their single State. season rushing records at How, Ohio State. You know, that's pretty impressive when you outrun Eddie George and Ezekiel Elliott at school. Yeah, Holy cow. He's a he's a pretty compact bruiser. Uh, mm-hmm. Good acceleration. He's really a one cut runner, um, a, but a pretty reliable pass catcher. And it makes him a good third down option even if he ends up on a roster with an established running back. Doesn't have like an arsenal of really different stop-start moves. He just kind of has the the one cut and mm-hmm. he goes. Um, but his cuts were, he, oh, he's were an good in, in, in college. Very good. His, his first cut specifically behind the line mm-hmm. on like counter plays was absolutely awesome. He, he had people moving one way. He's showing up on the other side of the field all of a sudden. It looked like he was playing portal or something along those lines. <laughs> uh, comps of Muscle Hamster, Josh Jacobs, and a Paul Charchian favorite. Ryan Matthews. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Ryan Matthews in the rare moments of health. Uh, that's that's pretty good. I think he's it, he's the cutting is uh, is amazing for him. And laterally, you know, if we can get him on a team that likes to run zone blocking with stretch plays. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I really like Dobbins as a lateral runner. He's not going to have weights, weights, and then makes that cut yep. and accelerates. Yeah, it's going to be one cut, though. It's not like the super deeks like DeAndre Swift has where he'll right. he'll stop, start, make two or three cuts and then and then be out of there. He'll be I'm going to set you up. I'm going to mm-hmm. cut you out of your jock strap and then and then I'm gone. Um I I think he's got a little more Dalvin Cook to him than others. Okay. So uh, for me that was my comp and uh and Mark Ingram as well. JK Dobbins is uh is uh, is somebody that I think in the again it depends a lot on the landing spot where like Jonathan Taylor, I think he can go anywhere and mm-hmm. be productive. I want to see Dobbins running behind a zone blocking offense. So we'll see where he lands. <laughs> you want to see him in Minnesota? Well, they got a, they got a really good runner. Uh, maybe Denver for, uh, for a while. Dalvin Cook. Uh, we'll find Houston? out. Houston. Houston. Yeah, Houston would they, be a very interesting that would landing be. spot. Oh, for, I'd like I like some of that. That would be great. Yeah, let's um, let's uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the final couple of running backs that we want to touch on for our rookies, including Zach Moss and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Coming up next. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, welcome back. Paul Charchian, Matt Harrison with you. We're talking rookie running backs, landing spots, what we like about these guys. This is our top six. We've already covered Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift. This is your number one, two, mm-hmm. and three guys so far. And Cam Akers. Oh, and J.K. Dobbins. We've yeah. done our top four. We did our top four. By the way, yeah. at some point throughout Fantasy Football Weekly, I'm going to call Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. <laughs> okay. I, it's, it's going to happen. I'm just going to refer to him as Thomas one time because I can't get it out of my brain. And now you've got it in my brain. So what has he been doing? Nothing. I mean, Jonathan, Absolutely nothing. If I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search him out. Uh, Taylor Dash, right? He was a Dash. I don't think he was a Dash. Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. You're right. Don't know Dash. Um, <laughs> let's see what he's been up to. He was, he was you know, big, big and popular on, on the Teen Beat magazines when... Uh, not in the nineties. The answer is not a lot. Yeah. Um, now he, he kind of quit. He's, acting. I think he did quit yeah. acting. He did not act for ten years. Yeah. His last acting role was two thousand six, and then nothing until twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen when he was on Last Man Standing, the other Tim Allen show, the other Tim Allen show. So okay. yeah, how about that? I I wonder if. You know, a lot of kids, kids, they go through all the, you know, the, the, the kid, the child actor stuff. stuff. Yeah. And they just get away. I wonder what, I wonder what he's doing, where he's living. Where is Jonathan Taylor Thomas today? Well, he's not in the draft. That's for sure. Cause it's just Jonathan Taylor. That's a good point. I'm going to call him. He's not, he's not the same guy for sure. Did you know he was of uh, Dutch and Portuguese ancestry? No, I bet you didn't. 
I mean, why would Taylor you? Thomas uh, doesn't sounds, sound like it. sounds very Portuguese to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's talk about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That from sounds LSU. more Portuguese. It does actually. <laughs> it sounds French to me. I assume that you know because he was from New Orleans, mm-hmm. played at LSU. That Hilaire is some Frenchy, you know, Cajun sort of name. But I, I really, I don't know. I'm just going to end up calling him Clyde. How about Frenchy? Uh, I, uh, maybe, right. maybe. Okay, <laughs> the raging Cajun. That. Maybe that. Uh, maybe it's going to be the case. Um, Here, the the bit on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's five foot seven. He's little. He's little. He is. He he's is short. Two oh seven. Yeah, he is two oh seven. Yep. So he's got some meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. He's not. A, he's not fragile. I my comp is Maurice Jones Drew. That's that what that was one of them. I had okay. uh, uh, Ray Rice and Devontae Freeman. I could see a little the, Ray Rice. Were the there. others? Um, he ran a four six forty. That was seventeenth among running backs. Yeah, that part pro- was a little disappointing. That's probably got him uh, moving down a lot of draft slots. But here's the deal: thirty nine and a half inch vert. Yeah. The dude can jump. His mm-hmm. vert was, was number four among running backs. For a, for guy, a, for a little guy. seven, That yes. dude can dunk. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> uh, he's thick, compact. He's more quick than fast. His mm-hmm. cuts are elite. Uh, very, very elusive. Uh, has to be one of the smaller backs in the draft. Uh, forced 84 missed tackles in his final year at LSU. Yeah. Gained 782 yards after contact, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, true three-down back with above-average pass-catching ability, good ball security. Um, on tape, he's not the elite burner that will break off long runs. He's going to yeah. get caught in the open field by yep. some fast corners. But he's tough to catch, and he'll turn four yards into 10 or 11. I think that's kind of his game. Uh, and, and we said what the comps were, and I think that those are the kind of runners that, uh, that did that kind of thing in their career. Yeah. And by the way, fantasy productive guys, yeah. all of them fantasy productive. And he can be, too. I don't know at five foot seven that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be a workhorse back. Now, Maurice Jones Drew was, mm-hmm. Devonta Freeman was. It can happen. It's going to be landing spot dependent. I think on it him. is. Like, and the, where his draft stock is probably now, mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's probably maybe an early third day pick or very late second day pick. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so. Man, he could really end up on on any team in the NFL. And if he he ends up on the wrong one, uh, that would be scary if he ends up in a great situation. Maybe he's the guy who ends up in Miami with all of their picks. Yeah, that could be. And and that would be a pretty nice spot. Uh, What I like about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and there are a lot of things to like, um, the tackle breaking, you mentioned the yards after contact. Because he's small and compact, it's it's hard to get a good shot on that guy. It's easy to hide him. It is easy to hide him as well. I think that there's something to be said about that. He's running behind linemen that are a foot taller than him. Yeah. Um. And I I just I just the balance you met. He's got good cutting ability, which you meant to spend the footwork. The footwork to me is the defining ability of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He is um he is able to get. He's got the short, choppy steps that allows him to turn quickly. He's really good in crowded environments, and then he's chop, chop, chop. And now mm-hmm. he's out, and he's he's got daylight. And the guy's good. Um, now, he can catch a little bit. He was a kick returner in, in yes. LSU. He's So he's super versatile. He's going to be fascinating to watch. I think the... The forty time, the four six forty time. I suspect he'll improve upon in his pro day a little bit, and maybe that maybe. will get him get him back to 
uh, an earlier draft spot. But I on the I, tape, I, like I saw it. a couple of breakaway runs where you know a, a really fast running back gets away and scores the touchdown. But yeah. he was caught a handful of times in the in these runs, and and mm-hmm. and that's the that's the only real knock I have on him is not very big, and he's not. The burniest of burners. Not burniest. <laughs> he's not the burniest of burners. He's not like Barry Sanders yeah. or Bernie Sanders. <laughs> no. Or whatever Garth Brooks I, I, wears as that, a jersey. Yeah, exactly. I hope he's I hope he doesn't have Bernie Sanders speed. <laughs> Catch him from behind. Joe Biden's catching him from behind right now. Wow. Yeah. Very well, topical. Come for the for fantasy right football there. weekly. Stay it's, for the political commentary. There you go. Uh, the final running back we're going to break down in this episode, Zach Moss from Utah. He's five foot nine, two hundred twenty three pounds. He is a bigger, mm-hmm. beefier, straight ahead runner. Talk to me about Zach Moss. So we talked about a couple of bigger, beefier, straight ahead runners, as in Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers, who were both pretty similar size to Moss. They ran good forties. Zach mm-hmm. Moss did not. No, four point six five. Um, his, his other stuff, uh, his other tests at the combine weren't particularly elite as well. Average at best. Mm -hmm. Um, however, per pro football focus, his yards after contact per attempt increased from 3.5 in 2018 to 4.4 in 2019. So he's, he's grown. He's gotten better. Um, I saw a quote on Twitter that Moss's quads would impress Saquon Barkley. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, his speed, obviously not top end, but he runs aggressively. He tosses aside runners. So, he, but he's been so aggressive that he needed meniscus surgery in 2018. I honestly didn't think most of his highlight reel tape was that impressive. It seems like he was able to overpower some lesser competition for Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has comps of Marshawn Lynch, Marion Barber, and Kareem Hunt. I, what? That's a terrible. I, 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 I don't know if that. I don't can, know if I agree with the Kareem Hunt thing. Hunt no. is much faster. Um, I, can I give you my comp? Yeah, Latavius Murray. Straight okay. ahead, yep. north-south yes. runner. Absolutely. Because Zach Moss has no lateral speed whatsoever, mm-hmm. and he needs to run He run, needs to run north-south. Um, and that's, I think Latavius Murray's the guy that I, I'm watching him going, that I've seen that guy. You know what? I'm going to add one in. Okay. Leroy Horde. Leroy Horde. <laughs> you want one? I'll get you three. You want five? I'll, I'll get, get you three. three. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's more Zach Moss right there is I, I'm, I didn't love him. I think he's got to be on a team that has a powerful offensive line, straight a straight ahead, mm-hmm. bulldozing offensive line that's going to open up holes for him to get through. And then I think he's got a little. He's got a little bit of wiggle. He can. He welcomes contact. He can break some tackles at the second level. I think. I think he needs to be. He needs to have just the right fit, or I'm not interested in Zach Moss. It would be interesting to see Moss. I, I think he's a split backfield kind of runner, mm-hmm. um, where he's going to end up in a spot with a guy who can be the pass catcher and the elusive back. Uh, maybe he's somewhere like Cincinnati or something like that, where they have Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. and, and Zach Moss is, is the second running back to come in and spell him and, and just give a little bit of different flavor to that offense. I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Moss is it finds himself... Not as a bell cow, but in some kind of a timeshare. Oh, and I, I'm know. almost sure that yeah. he's in a timeshare. And frankly, there's not a lot of running backs in the rest of this draft. I mean, I really like those top five. When I when I got to six and I was ranking them, I was like, uh, who, mm-hmm. who's next? And I think Moss is 
the best of them. Uh, I, I see him ranked in the top 50 in some uh, overall prospect lists. I'm not, I'm not seeing I, it. I, I'm not seeing it either. And I, I, I think he's destined to be a split backfield timeshare kind of a back. So if, if, you didn't, if you think this draft is five guys deep, Matt, mm-hmm. that means you're really jammed up Brian Johnson and I for next week. Sorry. We have to, we're going to do <laughs> the next six guys. But you know what Brian is great at? Brian is great at uncovering these diamonds in the rough. He mm-hmm. always finds two or three guys that really are way off my radar, and he goes, yeah. no, check this dude out. This guy's really good. And, and he's absolutely great at that. You know, at this time... Three, four, I guess four years ago, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt was not in anybody's top five or yeah. six. And, you know, but eventually we got around to looking at Toledo tape. Yep. And we're like, wow. And, you know, by the time the draft rolls around, it's you got a whole different opinion. Well, so, Philip Lindsay is a guy like that, too, where oh, he, he wasn't he wasn't on anybody's radar no. at all. Not no. undrafted. We, we went into the season not even talking about him. And then week one, boom. Hey, Philip Lindsay. <laughs> Uh, won me a fantasy, <laughs> couple of fantasy leagues after week one. Absolutely. One of the best week one pickups in, in recent memory. Uh, all right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for introducing a lot of our listeners to the, uh, the top six rookie running backs. And frankly, I, I don't have a problem with the order you got him. I expected to do battle with you on the ah, order, but I think, I, mean, you, I think you got the order right. Jonathan Taylor's just, if the wear and tear isn't too much for him, the 900 touches in three years. Man, he's going to be special. The question, I think, for Dynasty and Empire owners is going to be, are you going to get four good years out of him? Mm-hmm. Five, six, two? I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. When do, the, when do all the carries when the, when catch the up with When the contract uh, runs out, that's when I'm starting to shop, guys. Yeah. Uh, that, four that, years. Yeah, that's really it. Um, I was going to ask you, Charge. Let's, uh, we're in a, a Empire League together yeah. where, where we draft uh, rookies, and it's a super flex league. In a super flex league... Right now, if you mm-hmm. had the first overall pick, and if you have the first overall pick, obviously your team has some needs. Yeah, Probably lots. running back, yep. wide receiver, and quarterback. Who are you taking, number one? I'm still taking probably Taylor, maybe Swift. I'm not going, even in Superflex, I'm not going Joe Burrow yet. Okay. Um, I, th- I think you can still find quarterback help later. And so for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Joe Burrow in the top two for sure at yep. this point. I think it's going to be one of the deepest wide receiver classes in years, too. Yeah. And, and both Jerry Judy receivers. and C.D. Lamb, I think, are, I like are, Lamb better. I do, too. <laughs> I think both of those guys yep. are going to be in the conversation as the number one overall rookie pick as well. Um, it's a great year to be in a Dynasty or Empire rookie draft. It's a great year to, to have, be in the middle of the first round. You're Absolutely. Gonna, you're going to get better guys in the middle of the first round than we got at the beginning of the first round last year. Uh, I, I don't mind trading some of the draft picks that you have next year mm. to get into the first round this year either. Yeah. That could, that could well, be let's too. Let's make some I mean, hay on some yeah, of these. Right? I think the value is only going up. The value is only going up. I, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, we'll do uh, we'll do more Empire Dynasty strategy talk uh, throughout uh, throughout the course of the preseason. Yeah, I heard you and Scotty doing it the, yeah. the, the other day. Yeah, we're Scott Fish as a, a frequent co-host of mine as well. Here, mm-hmm. as the listeners know, uh, great job. Thanks, Matt. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll talk Thank to you. everybody next week. We'll have uh, we'll have more rookie running back chatter with Brian Johnson. We'll talk to you then. Bye bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.